ladies and gentlemen, we're back with Real Deal Talk. I'm telling you right now, folks, uh, just just hang on to your seats, buckle up, because I've got in the studio today Carlos Kramer, a.k.a. the Roaring Lion, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you right now, this guy, I met him at a charity function. All right. And uh, they had this queen cover band, right? And this guy gets up and he's wearing this like full length fur coat. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, who is this guy right here? And he starts, to, and I'm like, why is he up there? Is he the leader of the band? Is he? And all of a sudden he goes into this intro for queen cover band. Like you would have thought it was actually queen with the way that he hyped these guys up. I got so fired up. Because I'm a, I'm a, I love a great announcement and a great intro. Like, I'm a sucker for a great intro. Right. And let me tell you something. My adrenaline was like coming through my skull just from you introing the Queen cover band. And I said, I got to get to know this cat right here. And I went right up to him afterwards, said, dude, we got to connect. Something's telling me we're meant to do something together. What was this? This was like almost a year ago. How, how long ago was this? Al- almost a year ago for Angela Brannon's It's All About the Kids That's Foundation. Right. Yeah, just an incredible event. We were talking about Angela before. Yep. And that Queen tribute band, they rocked. <laughs> they did? did. They? Yeah, they sounded exactly like Queen. Identically. And so Freddie Mercury, yes, uh, stunt double, the whole bit. He yeah. was doing the moves with the tight jeans, and the, I mean, he was unbelievable. And yeah. and I knew that we were meant to, and and we literally, you and I, have been going back and forth for an entire year, hooking up on uh, on social media first. Then we got the cell phones going, and 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 we we just kept in touch. And every single time I'd reach out to this guy, he'd be in like uh, another country. Right. Oh, JD. Uh, this week I'm in Bahrain. Okay. This week I'm. In, I mean, I couldn't even track you. Right. And here's why: because this guy right here is the uh, Fight Book MMA six-time number one cage announcer in the world. In fact, speaking of world, um, he he. This your your organization has been in what twenty eight different countries. Give me that stat again. Yeah, a Brave Combat Federation led by His Highness Sheikh Khalid bin Hamad Al Khalifa, headquartered in the magnificent Kingdom of Bahrain. Our president, the Hawk Mohammed Shahid. In six years, this organization has gone to twenty eight different countries having 70 different events shattering the ufc record of 27 countries visited and hosted events in it took them 30 years to do that so these guys over here out of the middle east are very very special and his highness just wanted to change the landscape of mixed martial arts worldwide and they said what if you don't get the products what if you don't get the ticket sales what if you don't get the merchandise and they're like we don't care about that. We just want to make an imprint on the landscape of mixed martial arts for the world. And now the kingdom of Bahrain, you've probably heard about it a lot more now, yeah. but in the last six years have really taken over and have the number one team in the world with KHK 
uh, Team Bahrain. I mean, really, really amazing, the athletes that they get over there, including guys like Habib Nurmagomedov, um, Cyril Ghosn, you know, yeah. uh, Francis Ngannou. I mean, they have a team of guys that come over there. A lot of guys from Dagestan. There's a lot of wrestlers um, just coming over there. And it's funneled it and made the Kingdom of Bahrain not only uh, a spot on the map for people that didn't know about it, but now a tourist destination for them as well. It's absolutely beautiful over there. So that's mind-boggling to me. Like, you're telling me that they've beat the UFC record to get into that many countries in what fraction of time? You said 30 years for the UFC. Six years for Brave Combat Federation, yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Incredible. If If you think about the logistics alone that it takes to run an incredible event in another country, much less your own country, right? But to set that up, the stadium, the security, the lighting, production, you name it, right? It's just an impossible feat. So that's why so many people have uh, gone down trying. Yeah. But Brave is just keeps getting stronger and stronger. The athletes keep getting better and better. We were talking a little bit. Uh, Hamzat Chimaev, who's the UFC's number one really prodigy right now yeah. as they say the baddest man in the world he's from brave combat federation we've got a ton of, of fighters coming from brave and these guys out there have a different mentality mm. than they do out here they really fight to the death literally <laughs> so in they're fighting for his highness you're fighting for the hawk muhammad shaheed these guys are laying it all on the table and it makes for some of the greatest fights in the world wow. so i'm true i'm truly blessed with the greatest seat in all of sports and uh, just supporting these guys and giving them the, you know, the exposure and the respect they deserve. Because the life of a martial artist is such a brutal, J.D., wow. as you know. You're all in. Yeah. You have to sacrifice everything. Everything. From kind of almost like a bodybuilder in a way, too. Yeah. Your diet has to be perfect. Your workouts have to be perfect. You have to have a numerous amount of training partners in every different discipline, right? From stand-up to grappling yeah. to, you know, uh, karate, whatever. whatever. It all has to be mixed together. So, um, And then the mindset. The mindset. And I the, mean, you can't even fathom it. And you, and you have to have that support system back home right we oh, talked absolutely. about that uh i have an incredible like i wouldn't be able to do any of the things that i've done without my wife yes Tekka, who has just been my inspiration keeps me going takes care of the kids while i'm on the road you know it just herculean and she's been fighting death herself wow yeah so she's been for the last two years really bedridden so the night that you saw her yeah that was one of the very few nights that we could I could wow. get her out for a couple hours. Yeah, so wow. she'll spend like five to seven days throwing up. Oh, Can't man. even have like an ice chip. Um, it's oh, it's man. really bad. So we're awaiting emergency surgery right now. Yeah, and um, uh, knock well, on wood, everything yeah. will go will go great. My Christian viewers and uh, listeners, uh, Carlos Kramer, say your wife's name again. Tekka, Tekka, please pray. Say a prayer. Um, this will be launching in a week or two, so you're going to have a lot of Christians pray, praying for you and your wife. So Thank you. I'm glad you mentioned that. Thank you so and much. And our wives don't get enough uh, credit at all, because w- without them, we, we, you and I can't do what we do. We can't be out on the 
you know, it, we just can't function without right. when they're not, you know, especially if they're not, so the, even just the moral support behind us, knowing they got our back and love us, that in itself is everything. Knowing they believe in us, you know what right. I'm saying? So I'm glad you shouted that out. Well, we, and we talk about the fighters. They have to have that perfect storm of yeah. everything together everything. to to be a successful athlete. And even those who are top tier, it's hard for them to even get noticed. So we're bringing awareness to mixed martial arts for everybody to enjoy uh, the world's fastest growing sport, you know, and has been for quite some time. I personally had my break with Epic Fighting, which is right here in San Diego with Jason Stewart, yeah. who I want you to meet. I'm going to set you that up. That name with, sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. He's been a San Diego legend for, you know, 20 odd years as well like us you know been in the game uh he's a people person as well but i was a commentator first for epic and i volunteered uh and my parents would say how much did you get paid last night i'm yeah. like mom and dad it's not about that i didn't get paid but i actually lost money by the time i had my cameraman right and the editor yeah. and all that stuff but i had the big picture this is like 15 years ago uh 10 years ago and i had the big picture that you know, hey, this will all pay off mm. social media-wise, yes. marketing-wise, branding-wise. Right. And so that's what happened. And then there was an opportunity in the cage to be the cage announcer. And Jason said, hey, Los, give this a shot. And uh, I loved it and haven't haven't stopped ever since. Wow. So, okay. okay. So on the... Talk about a second chapter in your life, yes. right? Like in the final, not final chapters, but second half of my life. The right? second, that's what I call it, the second yeah. half of life. There we and go. And we're going to, that perfect, you're going to, we're going to segue, right? Right. Where you just said you were given the opportunity to be the cage announcer. So, so we're just, we're, we're queuing back here because <laughs> the Roaring Lion, I just had him do his own intro and he actually broke the mic it was so loud because what is the mic doing protecting against feedback or something so we've lowered the mic a little bit because it, it, and you don't even know what i'm talking about at this point but in first time real deal talk history i'm going to have the guest announce himself the roaring lion so ladies and gentlemen strap in and get ready hopefully we don't blow the mic on this one but dude do your thing carlos kramer introing himself the roaring lion let's go Ladies and gentlemen, to all those watching in beautiful San Diego, California, and the millions watching around the world, Brave Nation, are you ready? We didn't break it that time, did we? Oh, I was pr- I was praying it wouldn't break in the middle of that. Oh my God! All right, so the the roaring lion. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know where we go from there. So uh, uh, okay, you know what we'll do is we'll do a quick word from our sponsor, Real Deal Sleep, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, uh, as I always say, from the bottom of my heart for watching, for listening. Um, you, you have no idea how much it means to me when you give me the feedback of how many people have been impacted by the show. Um, please share it. Please um, uh, comment. Uh, I'm actually on the radar now to where some platforms are uh, starting to shadow ban me a little bit. So uh, please, you got to share it now in order to make me come up elderwares. You got to share it. So, and then if you want to support the f- uh, show financially, come in order a come down to the shop. Real Deal Sleep. That's our sister company, the other company that we own. That's actually paying the bills around here. Real Deal Sleep pays the bills. So if you want to support the company or support the, the show, come down to Real Deal Sleep. You can text me, DM me, book an appointment. Uh, you can go to the website realdealsleep.com for a mattress, a sleep system. I specialize in zero gr- uh, zero gravity sleep systems which if you have any snoring
snoring issues, reflux, apnea, GERD, anything that requires extra attention. I can set you up with a uh, customized zero-gravity sleep system. I even have the number bed, which will has customized uh, firmness levels. So once again, folks, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Real Deal Sleep, if you want to support the show, you can go to the website, purchase pillow sheets, you name it, anything. And back to Carlos, the Roaring Lion Kramer. Now, Carlos, is there enough lions in the show here, in this in this sh- this uh, studio here? The studio is packed with lions, by the way, everybody. Yeah. So yeah. I'm in heaven. My wife would be in heaven. Uh, it, you know, you're obviously in heaven with this. Yeah. Everything I have, even the shirt I have right now is a lion, right? Unbelievable. Uh, Tekka scours the internet to find all the lion things like you you have as well so big props to the studio this is thank you raging may i say really quick to our listeners yeah i'm in need of a bed okay as most people are in their life and if you go uh a different route you go the cheap route the inexpensive route you're you're hurting yourself in the long run so i just i'm talking to jd personally as i came in here because we want to do like a double queen bed or a double for, king or a double king even for my family because i have a little daughter uh a son we all love to cuddle all that stuff and watch tv so i did want to say if you're in san diego area or in california alone give jd a shout out he can take care of oh, you yeah. and sleep is so crucial jd and it's one of the things that people don't think about Right? They don't, they invest in everything else, but not in their sleep. That's right. And it's literally the foundation of health. If you are not sleeping well, you're not living well. Like, sleep is the only time the body repairs itself naturally. So if you are not maximizing your sleep, like literally one week of deprived sleep and you're already pre-diabetic, it's that crucial to your health. So thank you for the shout out. I did not tell him to do that, by the way. He flowed right into it. Because if you, you have to look at a sleep system or a mattress as an investment in your health and well-being. Something you pay amortized over time, it's like a dollar, 50 cents, a dollar a night over the next 10, 15 years is nothing in the grand scheme scheme of things so like you said it's important to invest in that uh that the sleeping surface that you're on because it dictates your entire health so thank you once again for the shout out bro of course very right, impressed so with the uh the location and the, yeah. uh, the inventory cool, and everything. cool showroom right great showroom oh yeah like uh, you said feel vip that's right once you step in oh yeah it's a total vip a experience deal. yes all right so speaking of vips carlos yeah. let's go back and find out when the roaring lion was like just maybe a purring cat Mm -hmm. like how did this guy where did you come from where you born and raised let's go back born in northridge california so san fernando valley uh went to our lady of lourdes catholic grade school uh crespi carmelite high school which was an all guys catholic high school in la um had those, uh, you know, my mom and dad, uh, both of them passed within the last three years, oh, uh, but that. they were a huge impact on my life. Mm. Raised me, you know, uh, like I, I'm trying to raise my family. So together they set the model parents from the beginning of your childhood? Yeah, they did. I've got a, a brother, older brother and two older sisters as well. So um, I had I had some great role models around me. Yeah. I always knew I wanted to do something in entertainment. Mm. So I was always an actor. I was always in plays and doing like you know commercials and and whatnot um and then my love for mixed martial arts was so strong that i just started going to events and volunteering and saying hey do you need a like a interviewer in the locker room do you need a commentator and these guys are like how much is it going to cost me i'm like absolutely nothing so they said okay and that was that was an early age early age yeah so started chipping down the walls on that and um 
to be in the place I'm at right now, I mean, it, it, it really is humbling and uh, kind of surreal too, JD. Yeah. Because especially like in the Middle East, they have so many options of guys that they could use, even right. celebrities there that they yeah. could use. And they went with me um, and I know that they've been super happy because I've given them everything I have. Uh, of course. And, and they've given me so much more. So it's just, it's all about the fighters as yep. we base it all about them. But um, like personally, I've had such a track record with my health. I've had 28 surgeries on my really? body. Yeah. So, what, just, so, so what's that from? Um, that is from a variety of sports growing up. I played college football. At okay, UC so, Davis. so just so you know, Carlos and my guests right now, they're waiting for me to do this. You just jumped like 25 years ahead on me. You can't jump ahead that fast with yeah. me. We That's just, how old I am. We just, <laughs> because we got, cause it's going to take a while to get to the, yes, but there's a lot in Let's there. Let's go incrementally. That, there's you're, a lot, right. there's a you're lot right. in there that we just brushed right over. Yeah. And I know there's some stuff going on, whether it was in let's grade school. Let's get it. Let's yeah. get it. So talk to me about early on any, anything that happened in your life very early on as a kid, like some of your first memories, anything that was impactful. You said you had great parents, models, uh, great role models around you, but anything like when early on any sports, you said uh, uh, any uh, theater, talking about early school days, did you like going to Catholic school? How did that go? We had, I, I loved it back then. Yeah. We, have, we have friends that were still tight today. Wow. And, yeah, first grade and on. No so yeah, we're gonna have a, our Lady of Lourdes reunion soon. Again, so looking forward to that. But, um, you know, a couple things that I learned. Early memories. Like yeah, give me I, early memories here. Yeah, I remember a kid. He was probably about 12, and he was in an arcade, and we were uh, at Bass Lake. And I was with my brother and his friends. And this kid was smoking a cigarette and had, like, a wife beater on and, you know, was pretty advanced. And he was kind of popping off. And uh, my brother goes, yeah, just go up and, and push him. So I was like, okay. I went up and pushed him. <laughs> and the guy just cracked me, right? You just wasn't even expecting it. I think yeah. I was eight years old. Yeah. Maybe nine. So that taught me a lesson right away in, yeah. about life that uh, you need to square up and, and be ready to be go ready. for whatever situation comes, right? Business, um, emotionally, re relationships, whatever, be ready. And from that on, you know, I thanked him for it. Because he, you know, he, he, in his own way, he didn't know, but uh, it helped me on the, on the long uh, trail of things. But yeah, that, that kind of um, gave me inspiration in a way. I'd known some Marines. Uh, I was a uh, Marine captain. Yep. So growing up, I had known some Marines who were family friends. And I was like, when I get out of college, I don't want to sit behind a desk, right? right? I have that type of personality. I just... I'm not a nine to five guy yeah. in, a, in a corporate world. Right. So um, you can't cage the lion. You can't cage the lion. Yeah, like lions aren't meant to be in cages. No, you learn. My wife said you can't tame the lion. You learn to live in the jungle. Right. right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, so that's what I did. I had an incredible time um, in the Marine Corps, but really going back, I loved basketball and football yeah. and those were my two things and i got recruited to play both at did you UC really? davis yeah and some other some other schools what too. position you play in football uh football i was an outside linebacker but they moved me to d end even though smaller but a pass rush uh yeah. specialist so that was that was fun no kidding but i had my knee blown out by a teammate in practice in pr 
uh, third year, beginning of the third year, and I've never been the same again. No uh, kidding. Cheap shot from behind. Oh, was it, uh, it was on purpose? Yeah, yeah. It, that you talk about something that kind of changes your life too. Yes, I went from an athlete with pro aspirations to just right away it's done. Did he get kicked off the team? Did he? I don't even think they did anything disciplinary action to him. Did Lunny, know it was it Lunny was... Lundstrom? I remember his name like that. And if I if I saw him again, I would give him a firm handshake and and a hug and say. You motivated me to different levels. Yeah. Despite what you did to me, I'm going to rise above and be a better man because of it. It changed the whole trajectory of your life. Everything. Even today. I mean, it's hard. You see me. It's hard to walk uh, for me today. But um, it's all worth it. Did everybody know it was a cheap shot? Like, did the whole team know that he did it on purpose? Yeah, because it was blatant. We uh, our quarterback was Chris Peterson, who was a head coach for Boise. Remember Boise State and then yes. Washington. Um, and he the quarterbacks in college have a jersey on, like a red right. uh, jersey. You, you can't him. touch him. Yeah, so he had his jersey on. I was I couldn't touch him anyway. But I got past him, of course, and going to the quarterback and just took me out in practice. In practice, and so did you know as and, soon as you went down, like that it was him that did it. Uh, yeah, I knew it was him that did it, but I knew, I mean, the knee popped, you could hear it yeah. across the field and I, I was kind of, you know, still out of it. I had my dad take me to the weight room that night and still thinking I was going to be okay and play and all that. So it was an eight hour surgery, um, screws, staples, pins, all that stuff in, in this my was high school. This is college. This college. Is college, which makes it even worse. Gosh. Yeah. So, but you know what that teaches, it taught me a lot. It taught me, um, about humility. It taught me about, um, always having backup plans. Mm. Yeah. That was my life, right? I was just an athlete. That's, that's all I knew. That was kind of how I was labeled and uh, my identity. So then it was like, okay, now you've got to use your, your mind. Now you've got to do some other things. So, And, and it also makes you appreciate being healthy yeah being able to walk yeah the appreciation so from that i've had eight knee surgeries on that right knee three on the left um and then the guy apologize uh he came to where i was living like i was in the hospital eight days and then he didn't come to the hospital he didn't did any of the the teammates he came to yeah teammates came why didn't he did he just not like you i don't know what happened i didn't hear me really know you hear me i'm getting like irritated by this Uh, yeah thank you jd i love that yeah i wish i was there yeah so uh but he came to where i was living and uh my mom was there and she goes why are you here and he goes because the coaches told me to oh wow and my mom's like was five one get that she was ready to kill him you know from new mexico that just is strong uh she had we had to separate her from <laughs> from him but um god bless her love your mom and yeah dad. i'm like pissed yeah thank you brother thank you you know what i mean i haven't been able to really talk about this through you forever see, yeah and, forever. You, and i knew it because you breezed right over this and i knew there was something in there yeah yeah bro i'm like i'm like and the fact that he had no remorse and no was it because he was he a, was he also a defensive end? It was like he was an offensive. I, I think he was an offensive guard. Yeah, yeah. So the coach chip the, on his shoulder, yeah. and you know the whole thing. And this is back nineteen eighty, geez, eighty six or something, and right? The, and the coaches didn't do anything. Didn't do a thing. Didn't as do far as thing. I know. What yeah. about what about your close teammate friends? Did they were they they were they, pissed? They were yeah, pissed. Yeah, they were pissed. 
And some of them even to this day, you know, when I talk to them, they're upset about it. Did so, they give him a beatdown or anything? Like it did nothing? They did, no, they didn't. Not to my knowledge. Not to your knowledge. And but you, he, but he has been. Uh, uh, apparently, he's been a little leery, you know, for the past thirty some odd years that I was gonna, you know, <laughs> c- come have a little chat with him. So that in itself is good enough that he's kind of looking over his shoulder. But you know, well, God, things happen, yeah, and, and, I mean, and you move on. And uh, there's one love for everybody. Yeah, I've learned a lot in my life that. Man, it it takes so much more venom to hate. It does. Right? Instead of just opening your arms and loving everybody, everybody has a story. Everybody has their own challenges in life. You know, we talk about our stuff going on, but everybody has their own stuff. And we're here for you. You know, I I, I always want to be here to improve people's lives yeah right by meeting not 100%. not make it you know challenging or whatever i want it fruitful eventful positive that's all i want and, and i want those people around me as well ladies and gentlemen just listen to what he just said listen to what he just said right there faithful fruitful positive this is who i this is all i talk about carlos is it and there's a reason that you and i i was just drawn to you that night i said dude we got to connect because i literally we have the exact same mindset you know positive giving generous people around me is all i want and if they're not they're not going to be around me right god bless them yep i'm going to impact their life while they're here for a short whatever point they're in my life right right i know you're the this is amazing i love it so i'm so so man this guy huh but you know what if you think about it i know you've done i know you've thought about it probably a lot Mm -hmm. like where your life went because of that like where would your life have gone had that not happened you you might not be the roaring lion number one cage announcer in the world that's true you know what i'm saying yeah probably wouldn't probably wouldn't have you would have gone to football maybe I don't know. We went to the pros. I don't know. Maybe some broadcasting after that. Broadcasting in the football arena. Yeah. I don't know. But you know what? Um, We have one life and I do have to give. There's options now. Like I I know you've heard of stem cell therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a buddy, Scotty, uh, over at Chipsa and Ed Clay over there at Chipsa in Tijuana that are doing incredible things for athletes with stem cells. Um, I got my wife, Tekka, in there. 30 million stem cells they shot her up with. They did the, uh, the checks on her. She needed five to six surgeries of just different things on her body. Yeah. So they shot up the ankles, the hips, the shoulders, the elbows, everything. Um, and she is already feeling a ton better in that regard she's dying from others other things but uh do have to give a huge shout out to chipsa and scotty and ed clay over there um i'm looking forward to getting this done for me myself yeah uh in the future and i'll keep you posted on the info on it yes yeah wow it's incredible all right so we're now in anything in earlier like grade school when you were a little kid like you remember your parents just they were uh did your dad work a, a lot did yeah. mom like what was the scenario there uh dad was a uh, insurance agent like i have i'm kramer insurance by yeah. the way i've had that since 1997 okay. here in san diego so um we're right off miramar road there again no way. I, see, yeah. I didn't know this close um we do it all auto home life commercial business workers comp uh you know general liability the whole yeah. thing so my dad was a 40-year state farm agent 
And no so way. I saw that. Yeah. And I was like, I went with farmers uh, to do my own thing. And I love farmers as a company. They're just incredible. So I went that route and um, I could have actually inherited his business, but I didn't want to live in Northridge in LA. Yeah. I wanted to get out of there. Um, so I started my own thing in San Diego and the rest has been what, what age did you history. start that i was 30 so i was out of the marine corps uh just out and, and starting insurance and so your dad it's so funny because i was just on the phone with a good friend of mine yesterday frank who who's been a his own state farm agent for many 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 years uh-huh. just had this conversation so he was with state farm uh-huh. okay and then how about mom? like my dad uh mom was a realtor and a uh a housewife so she was yeah she was always working had that new mexico um you know work ethic had devoured like two or three books a week that she would read super intelligent gal not afraid to share her opinion um and you know what i'm i'm very grateful i had her in my corner growing up yeah so I, I wouldn't like if i didn't play it's for instance maybe i was 10 years old i'd come home kind of depressed what happened well the coach didn't put me in today or whatever yeah. My mom gets on the phone. She's dialing the coach. So I, I learned to not share everything with her, right? Because she was such mom. a... Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. But um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. That's that's the thing, though, JD. Life is so short. I love what you're doing here with the podcast, getting local San Diego you know, icons involved and all all for one cause. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's just having a better, stronger love and community. It's right. And just, just to impact as much of an impact that we can make in this world. And, and I'm doing this by leveraging other people's amazing people's uh, uh, stories and testimonies. Right. Because as you said, and I love that you said that, guys, uh, Carlos, is that um, – Everybody's got their stuff. Everybody's going through their own challenges. Everybody's going through their own hell. Everybody is. Yeah. There's nobody that isn't unless you're a child. Right. And even the children these days are now going through hell. Right. right? Yeah. But we won't get too far into that. Social media. And Social media. And all that. And, and I know. Identity crises, you know. We, we need to do something for bullying here in San Diego. So yeah. I'm going to talk to you about that. Yes. I'm going I'm to try to head up something on that. Beautiful. That would be because I'm, I'm interconnected with so many guys in this, in the uh, athletic realm and a guy I, I had, in fact, I'll send you the podcast guy on here that was, his name is Greg. Uh, he went into the whole thing that he runs an organization called One Family Athletics that's for young, young athletes mm-hmm. and not just for athletic, but, you know, emotional training. Anyway, the whole thing. So, yeah, let's talk about that. Right. Um, so, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, kind of to round up the shaping of me as a young man, too, um, I grew up like you did in a time where there wasn't really knives or, or guns or whatnot, but it was men's word right so if a lack of respect was shown back in the day i would get into it right uh so (laughs) by the time i was 20 i'd been arrested like seven or eight times really yeah for for fighting um never picked them but would would finish it and step in um but the last time was for a felony because the guy i knocked the guy unconscious and um you know, I spent a couple months looking up at the ceiling going, what am I doing? Like his words, big deal. I can walk away. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and, you know, this ego can kill you. It can take you away yes. from the ones you love. It can, it can harm you, but it also can help you, right? It can motivate you in certain ways if it's under check. But it was that night that I just said, you know what? No more. 
no more. I don't care what happens. I'm not, you know, unless I'm defending my wife or family yeah. or in, in some kind of danger, I just can't do this anymore. It's what um, age was that? That was 20. 20. 20, 20 years so old. So the last and one was, did you go, did you serve time? Did you go in? I uh, was arrested, never convicted. Yeah. So yeah, because uh, they always found it mutual combat, but they mm. would say, the judge was like, it's mutual combat, but there could be some excessive force that was shown, right? So that was uh, that was the question then. But yeah, that, that played a huge part of my life. Um, I never thought I would live to 30 when I was b- back young. Yeah. Something I'm sharing with you, I yes. haven't shared with anybody else right. uh, for a long, long time. So, yeah, what did um, you get into in the like early, what, like early on? Did you get into any drinking, any drugs? Uh, I was drinking, you know, uh, but sports kept me pretty pretty much intact. Yeah. You know, I'd go out with my buddies and stuff, but it was really. Um, it was really fighting and 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 that that was uh you know the the toughest challenge for me yeah but um you know learning all that stuff now and um getting some breaks and fortunately none of the guys ever died yeah because but there was a, a couple of uh you know charges there for knock knockouts and, yeah. and things like that so um you know, you just kind of like you, JD, right? You wake up one morning and you're like, you know what? I'm going to live my life the way I should live it and the way that's going to make me happy. Yep. Did, whatever I was doing was a kind of a rage from inside that I let needed to let out. Yeah, and I, I wanted to talk about. Did you ever yeah. talk about where that came from? Um, my mom was pretty hard on on me okay. and us growing up yeah so a lot of it came from there mm-hmm. uh it was kind of her way or the highway yeah type thing never had a say in anything so you get all that kind of bottled up in you you know you need you have to yes let it out somehow yes so um yeah that's that's pretty much and, and where then how, that was, was. how was dad like was dad just like oh talk to your mother he he was always great he was always super supportive um he wasn't a dad that would throw a football around with me, you know, but yeah. or play basketball with me. But he was a dad who was uh, a good leader, provided for the family, and was always there. Yep. I and should that, have opened up to them a lot more than I did, you know. Cause is that had, something you think back? Yeah, yeah. I think back on that. Anytime I ever did open them up, open up to them about something, they were just right in my corner, you know. Yeah. Because I didn't want to disappoint them either on mm. a lot of things. So, but anyway, yeah, turning. That, that kind of shaped me, and that's why I said I wanted to be in the Marine Corps. I wanted to be a leader. I wanted to... Uh, at what point did you know you wanted to be a Marine? Like, because, okay, you're in high school, but yeah. now, and now you're in Catholic high school. Correct. Right? Yeah, yeah. Catholic high school. So, um, knew I wanted to go to college, play football right. uh, okay. in college. My yep. brother and sister had gone to UC Davis. Another sister went to Sacramento State. So, it just was kind of destined to go to UC Davis and... Uh, Shout out to the Aggies. Yeah. They're doing, yeah. they're doing great. Yep. So, um, tough night last night, by the way, and oh, props yeah. to San Diego. Right. San Diego State. I mean, just Amazing. getting to the final game is unbelievable. 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 Yeah. So, huge props to huge. San Diego State. Thank you for an incredible season that we will never forget. Um, an exciting run. An exciting an run. run. Yeah. Especially to get to the final, the last section, like sec, uh, second jumper. Yeah. yeah. And they and they gave you UConn a, a good game. They did. Right? It, you yeah. know, UConn is very, very tough. Solid. As we know. Yep. But um, yeah, so so things happen like that. So and that's want- kind of why I wanted to turn myself around and be a role model because I have nephews and nieces and all that. And I thought it was very important for me to be, you know, a man that they would look up to. Yep. So, and that's, so now we're talking my life. 
Um, so now we're talking about uh, you were going. So you went for for football, right? Right. Um, and now you're about. So it was in your college when you made this decision to stop fighting. Correct. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now uh, football. Obviously, we know what happened there. And that right. was your third year, right? How right. did it go up to those like the first and second year? Great. I played uh, as a freshman, true freshman on varsity, uh, got in a couple games, so that was awesome. Yeah. And then the next year I scout, um, I redshirted, so I'd save my eligibility. So I had literally had three years of eligibility left when I got that final injury. Mm. So that was that was tough. Yeah. But life goes on, right? right? Yeah. I, and that's why, like, I've got my son London in basketball now. Get this, he's 12 years old, just turned 12, he's in sixth grade, six feet tall, 220 pounds wow he's six six grade me yeah he's as big as the coaches how wait, the how tall six three uh six foot six already foot. yeah 220 that's a big boy yeah that's really big yeah 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 he's a big boy and doing great in basketball so what about football per- is he gonna play football i know i that's you a know big <clears throat> i'm leery if he wants to play in high school i'll let him play okay. of course yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. I just, I worry so much about it. It's a train. It's a car accident every time these guys hit. I know. And you get guys like me and you lining up against each other, you know, and then guys 300 pounds and it's just, it's not good for the brain or the body or anything. But um, if he wants to do it, he can, he can definitely go for it. And that's what I'm going to do with my son too. He's seven right now. I've got him in flag football, which is the most amazing experience ever. But as far as tackle go, because I've had a couple of pro ball players on the show. Jacques Césaire was one of them, uh-huh. Charger player. Yeah, and uh, we all and I bring the same topic up to all of them, and they all said this: uh, him, Corey Withrow, a couple other guys. They said, JD, I, I wouldn't get your kid in pads earlier than twelve. Like yeah. literally eleven, twelve is the earliest I'd even think about it. Right? Because you got coaches out there that are getting their kids in at seven, eight, nine. It's too much. Yeah, they're, burnt, they're burnt out by high school. Yeah, it's just not worth it because yeah. they they don't know how to hit properly. Right. So that's when you have even more of a chance of getting injured. Right. Right. At least. And you're playing with the spine, the neck. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, it's serious. Yep. Um, I I just think there's I agree with that. There's no reason for no. kids to be tackling until high school. Correct. Really. Yeah. So, Ear- earlier than minimum 12. So this will be interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, I, Keep know, me posted. Love to support. As and, you uh, know. Yeah. You and I, men like us and men, period, we love hitting people in football it was my most pleasurable thing i did in my life right was pulverizing people right terrorizing people terrorizing them yes was it was beautiful what did you play jd uh i was a where linebacker i was in jersey so i grew up up in jersey so Uh i was i was actually a tight end and uh one of the linebackers so i was actually we played a 5-2 monster man i was the monster guy so i was was the roving linebacker love it yeah Yeah, they had me as a rover in high school yeah the terminator yeah 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 Yeah. i love it are you a uh, frankie edgar fan uh no no nope okay nope uh he's a buddy of mine yeah oh really you ask it. yeah because yeah, of the oh, jersey and, and thing not, and not all that. that i'm not a fan i just right. don't know who he is right 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 let me put it that yeah. way um i didn't want i didn't mean to say no i'm Su- not a fan yeah super guy yeah. but you know what it's kind of that um that jersey attitude too yeah. if yeah. they if you're liked yeah. and uh, appreciated they respect you <laughs> right from jersey oh, yeah. very quick uh you're either with or or or, or not on board that's right yeah. With the Jersey guys, that's right? That's it. Yeah. It's that simple. It's cut yeah. and dry. Right. You're in or you're out. Which is nice. There's I no like middle that. of the road. I like that East Coast mentality yeah. out here, too. Yeah, yeah. we're not going to, like, sugarcoat things. Right. Like, right. Yeah. So, all right. So, we're in college. Got the knee. At that point, is that when you thought about the Marines then? 
Uh, you know what? Marines had always been on my mind, mm. but I, I was like, you know what? No better time than now yeah. to pursue it. Um, and why and were the somehow, Marines on your mind? What, I can't remember. Did you tell I me just, that? Yeah, I just wanted to be with what I thought was the best uh, fighting force that we had yeah. and that I could be on and that I could uh, defend my country with. Mm. I, I really have. My dad was a staff sergeant in the Air Force. Um, so I have a lot of patriotism, okay. you know, of course. I'm old school, too. I, I really felt like I wanted to serve for my country. Yep. So I'm Love super it. happy, like like you in the Navy. Yeah. Right. I mean, how happy are you that you did that? Looking well, on it's, the it's my whole life. Right. Um, number it one shaped you shaped as the man di- you are discipline, today. Discipline, attention to detail. It shaped me, and then it brought me here to paradise. Right. That's my number one most thing I'm thankful for in the military is. Um, I would have never been in San Diego and it, I, I didn't know this paradise existed. I knew it was here, but right. I had no idea. But what's beautiful is you created all of this yourself. You had the vision, of course, help yeah. from others and yep. support oh, from your family. Yeah. But like what you and I have done is um, kind of on an island alone. And that's good for the listeners, too. Yeah. If you want to try something, I always say follow your passion in life. The money will come later. Right. Follow your passion. I did years of MMA for nothing. And it was, I, I never felt that it was for nothing. I, I felt I was enriched every time and that I was giving back to the community and giving the fighters the props and the respect that they deserve. And it was never about me. Yeah. And then look what happens. I get to be on the grandest scale of them all, yep. you know, millions of people watching. Um, it's just, it's surreal of, of, of what it is. It really is surreal to me. And we're and gonna, I'm very we're grateful. Gonna, and we're going to dig into that story. Yeah. So once we, we're going to, the whole last part of this interview is going to be literally, literally digging in. I can't wait to really dig into that journey because I love what you've already shared. What you just did was, and it's what I've done with this show. I'm not, I'm not doing this, like I'm not chasing money here. I'm right. chasing uh, to make an impact in the world. There we go. Period. Just like Brave, making that, an impact on the it. landscape that's of mixed it. martial arts. You're making if, an impact here. I have faith that if the money is meant to come from this, it will. Like yeah. where? Because everybody's like, "What are you doing with it? How's it going? Right. Are you monetizing yet?" You know, people that well, you monetizing, you monetizing. That's all they say. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, no. Um, I'm just f- flowing from my heart, my passion of impacting the world and leveraging my amazing guest testimony and and I mean, the people that are being inspired by you guys is unbelievable. Right. And that's right. what it's all about. So anyway, I, that's why I loved what you shared there. So going back, so military Marines, give me mm. some Marine stories. The Marines uh, was when you great. went into boot camp. Was it? Were you just fired up? Was it? I was fired up. I was so fired up that I shaved. They cut my hair, and I didn't think it was short enough, so I made like a mohawk out of it. And our drill sergeant was did not like that no, at all. He's no. like, "What are you trying to do?" He was like the gunny on uh, Officer and the Gentleman. Yeah. He was exactly like that guy. Um, but we went through boot camp, and he smiled at the end. And I was like, "I didn't even know you had teeth," because yeah. I, I never saw this guy never. smile. But it was um, it it was. It, it was tough. It was a challenge. I knew it was going to be, you know, pretty tough. I think we had like a third, maybe 40% of the guys failed out. Oh, really? Yeah, back then. Wow. But they're pretty, they were pretty, they're, they're more strict, you know, on oh. physical things and all that. So even though I had the bad knee, I said, I'm somehow going to make it through. So kind of, uh, you know, passed through tests and played down my injury and, and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, did you Man. even admit that you had that injury? Because normally if you say that you've had that, they won't even let you in. Right. And I was asthmatic too, uh, which I, you know, didn't didn't tell them about that either. I just wanted anything I could do to be, you know, 
be defending my country. Wow. That was it. So yeah, made it through. Um, the Marines was uh, was a phenomenal time. It was uh, just one of the only times in your life, really, that you have no responsibility. You're not married. You have no kids, right? You you you're traveling the world. Um, it was a special time. But but man, nothing. And I've seen this from your from your posts, and yeah. I remember you saying nothing is better in this life than being a dad. Yes. Yeah. I, I saw that from you, even on the drive here. Yeah. Uh, I, I remembered that from yeah. you. And yeah. it was like, man, I have a, a six-year-old daughter as well as London. And, yeah. and London's incredible, my best friend. And my daughter's six. She's blind and autistic. Wow. And she is, man... A, biggest joy of my life like i can't wait to spend time with her she every day is just a a new horizon on what she's learning you know you talk about fearless you talk about being brave she teaches me about that every day yes so i taught her how to swim um i've taught her uh, uh, so one day in the pool i put her water right here on the side and uh i didn't tell her and she went like this she went I go, Crimson, you saw that water. What's going on here? And then uh, we threw a ball out in the yard, a big uh, yoga ball, and she followed it and went right to it. So we took her back into testing, and they had said she was 100% blind. Yeah. Now she's not. Now there, she can see some kind of wow. shadows or shapes. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Broke down crying on that, right? I mean, it, it how, just how a long ago was that? That was about probably a year and a half, two wow. years ago. Yeah. So we've been working with that. And then um, there's different type of therapy that they can have now. Mm. Light therapy out of a clinic in Berlin, Germany, um, which is like uh, the Federoff Clinic, world famous. And that helps vision. There's stem cell treatments they can do. So uh elon musk is talking about a neural link that they can put in it's uh she has optic nerve hypoplasia yeah so her optic nerve is just a little too small to let in light but with all the advancements coming today there's hope oh absolutely there's hope absolutely so so i told anyway uh you know, I talked to a lot of the guys in Brave. They all know my situation, Brave Combat Federation. Yeah. <clears throat> but after one event, His Highness, who's the Prince of Bahrain, Sheikh Khalid bin Ahmad Al Khalifa, uh, said, Carlos, can I talk to you? And I was like, yes, Your Highness, of course. Um, and he said, does your daughter see yet? And I said, Your Highness, um, no, she doesn't. But thank you so much for the care. I didn't even I didn't even know he knew I had a daughter, right? right yeah. And then he said uh, he looked at me and he said, "Carlos, I want to help." So I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" You know, he wants to do anything to get her vision back. So I immediately broke down in tears. Right? I don't cry unless it's maybe Rudy that I'm watching. Rudy. <laughs> you know, a, a, a good football movie or something like that. Rocky. Love story. Rocky, right? Yeah. I, you'd think I'm watching a love story by, yeah. by me watching Rocky. But this was the most incredible um, gift of kindness, love, friendship, and care that I've ever received. And we haven't done anything yet because COVID and all the restrictions, and now they're just opening up. But I wanted to say to His Highness Sheikh Khalid bin Ahmad Al Khalifa, thank you from the bottom of my heart. This has been incredible. But this is what kind of loyalty you guys have to Brave Combat Federation. Wow. That's why the fighters fight like they do for Brave. And I'll send you clips of fight, yeah. fights and, and things. 
it's on another level. It's just they're just on another level. So, uh, but on, this care, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's so his highness basically said, find the best place in the world that does this, and let's give it a shot. So that's what this man does. He wow. leads and changes life lives of countless people every day and you never hear about it and he's taking brave combat federation to where it is today and he's going to keep going and brave is going to rival you know the ufc um very very shortly as far as exposure and give me the difference between the two federations now that we're talking about it like between um what's the two main differences between these two organizations yeah. Like, why are they coming up so fast? Why did they do that so quickly? Why are the athletes so... Because I know that the UFC, without knowing too much about it, that the the all due respect, because I don't really know, but all I can see is that they're kind of just numbers, like the, the fighters. Right. And if they're marketable, they're going to get paid. Right. Um, and But as soon as they, they're, they're, they're going to be kind of just thrown away yeah i don't know if i'm saying the right you, thing no here. you totally are and that's a difference <clears throat> um with brave combat federation the they look more for the rocky stories yeah. we look for the guys <clears throat> excuse me that are in like pakistan or morocco and training out of a garage uh, you know and don't have the facilities that these current warriors do the reason brave is so different is because uh it, it's led by his highness muhammad shaheed is a fighter uh, His Highness is a fighter. He's undefeated in boxing and mixed martial wow. arts. But it's fighters for fighters. So say like uh, one time a, a fighter from San Diego came out there and then right before the fight, he didn't pass his eye test. Hmm. So they didn't let him fight. Um, his Highness pays him, of course, where other organizations would say, no, you know, we're not going to take care of you. They just take care of their athletes like no other. They brand and market the athletes like no other and they're really smart in that they go country to country and they're not just making it a one stop yeah they're building a relationship forever with this country so i'm meeting you know all kinds of incredible dignitaries from every country and being uh, a peace ambassador in a way for the United States to all of these nations around the world who have their own thoughts yes. on what an American is in their mind and uh, how we act and all that. And I want to eliminate all of those. I want to every time show, show up with a smile, super polite, incredibly generous, right? Just how we are. Yeah. But I want to really show that 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 truly is America. All that you hear about, you know, put that away. Talk to guys like me, JD, you yeah. know, some of the other guys. But um, that in itself has been a, been an amazing run uh, as well. But do uh, you see my loyalty there? Oh, but absolutely. I love this. I, love I've it. flown. Uh, I had a Widowmaker heart attack. You was, did. I did. Yeah. On top of all my other stuff. So this was like three years ago. I spent four days in the ICU. And they released me, and I told uh, my wife, I said, baby, she goes, we're finally getting home. And I go, baby, pack me up. I'm going to Abu Dhabi. And I flew to Abu Dhabi that next evening after having a Widowmaker and uh, didn't tell the doctors or anything and just did it. Um, my hip exploded from a hip uh, replacement surgery I had, and I flew to Jordan literally so wait wait wait, wait. bleeding so, from my hip so, so what I, do you mean you the widow may you flew out where did you fly out and what were you doing i flew to abu dhabi for a brave brave had an to event. do an announcement yeah uh -huh. they had a, an event in abu dhabi so it was huge but um 
that's the kind of thing like his highness is there for me right so i'm not going to stop I, I will make every event i can physically make so um that's the kind of loyalty though that, so, that right, we have so okay so now we're gonna like there's so much to unfold with this yeah. career here gosh yeah. all right so go back so marines you get let's get out of the marines yeah. 90, 93 yeah so did you go in 80 90, 93 well, yep. that's yep. when i served the navy yeah i know that's exact crazy four years yeah and you wound up here. I wound I, up here. I wound up at MCRD San Diego as a series commander. Yeah. That's how I came to San Diego. I was North Island. I landed on North Island in an aircraft carrier. Awesome. And then went right to Mission Beach. And that's where, you know. It, it all began. It all began. Yeah. <laughs> and did you meet your wife out, in, uh, I out here? I met Rachel or? 22 years ago. Wow. Uh, through my Kaiser Permanente. I was an x-ray technologist. Uh, doing the graveyard shift and I worked with her sister and we all went out for a party one night and she asked can I bring my sister and which is now my wife so that's a long story wow. short I'll, uh -huh. I'll sum it up right there real quick that her sister brought now my now wife her sister wow to this hangout we we're all hanging out uh -huh. and I you know thoroughly uh, was attracted to her because she just had the most positive bubbly amazing energy yeah um, she was just so nice and so sweet and just fun and that was it so yeah. i pursued heavily from that point right there and i never looked back we literally never parted ways since that first night that i met her in the next 24 hours i call it you know because we just partied that night and all went our separate ways right. and i called her the whole next day until she came over i'm like come on let's hang out awesome so that's awesome. a long story short yeah but anyway going back um where were we now so we were uh coming out of the oh that's right mm. that's what brought me here so coming out of the marines for you right is what did when did you start doing any announcing at all or you said you were doing some yeah um coming out of the marines i was i moved to sacramento and i was starting uh i was working for nbc out there and and trying to start a career as a sportscaster because that's what my true love was yeah. um i also started insurance at the same time mm. couldn't really do both so gave up on nbc which looking back i wish i would have kept going on that okay um and then just started doing insurance and was like man wherever i do insurance i'm gonna have to live there for the rest of my life right do i go back to san diego or do i live in sacramento california which is a, a beautiful area for those folks out there but it, it's pretty dead you know yeah. you're two hours from tahoe an hour and a half from san francisco but beside that you're in your own little world there so i was like no i'm going to come back to san diego start up with the insurance and go from there but my love for mixed martial arts my love for announcing my love for interviewing people yeah. uh as well um you know still still flourished through that time so i knew i was going to do something in entertainment still no matter what i did no matter with what yep. yeah yep. like you said we i think for everybody out there too um keep setting goals right every year i make a list and i you know i, I try to my best to accomplish it you know we're going to fail short in some but i i i big on writing things down yeah. and always trying to better yourself yeah that's the key Right? That's the number one like, thing. Like 1% better every 1 day. 1% better. A guy yeah. was just on my podcast, Jeff Fenster, mm -hmm. preaches the this. The Fenster. Fenster. The Fenster. He was just here last week or the week before. Uh -huh. And he talked. we talked about that. 1% better every day. Right. At the end of the day, like you've said many times, life is short. Um, and it, it's never too late. Yeah. That's the key here. Yeah. Like you're 57. I'm 52. Right. We're we're just we're kind of just get, getting into our zone now. Right. I feel like we're literally hitting for myself yeah. my prime right now. Exactly. I, people ask me how far do you how long do you 
think you can keep going and i'm like i don't, I don't know i yeah. mean bruce buffer's 67 i think yeah. right he's still going strong oh yeah so um i don't know i think into my 70s no problem yeah i mean you know until the wheels come off yeah literally right. <laughs> right. They, brave makes uh and jokes. you've had some wheels come off i have i have a brave jokes that if i die they'd like it to be in the cage <laughs> for them that'd be a to story make it a nice historic moment for them um but like after brave one as an announcer i give everything i have to oh, yeah. everything yeah, you see oh yeah so uh at the end of brave one i was in the parking lot on my back people were wa- walking around me just covered in sweat and you know that just that's how how hard i give everything i have yeah. you know told you about flying to jordan not smart bleeding could have blood had blood clots all of that but so okay so go now you know, go back and we're nbc do the state farm thing when did you because you said you have all these surgeries yeah um so what was your first kind of introduction into the fight game and announcing give me that first introduction uh to the fight game was in ventura at the fairgrounds my first interview was uh roy big country nelson yes yeah and that was like man that that could be like 17 years ago or so it's amazing how time is flying yes and another thing jd if you want to get involved in anything right like you're a prime example just go for it yeah you've created this whole universe around you that you made right yeah I, i i i've made my own and man we're blessed to do what we love that's That's for sure yeah yeah It's, it's something uh you know, life, life, life is supposed to be grand. Life is supposed to be enjoyed. Right. And everybody's so stressed out. Right. They're not, and they're not enjoying. No, not yeah. at all. The percentages yeah. are so high. Yeah. Everybody's just so stressed out. I got to do this. I got to go here. I got to go there. Wait a minute. Slow down. And listen, my wife and I, we go a million miles a minute. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Right. Our schedule is crazy. But you gotta enjoy the the journey here. I have to put the phone down too at yeah, some time. That's, and that's the toughest part. Yeah, that's what I think with my daughter. You know, she never asks for anything monetary, right? It's only what she wants is to be around me or be around family. It's the sweetest, most purest, uh, kindest heart that I've ever seen in my life. Isn't so that- she's what motivates me now, right? Like before, we had talked about my knee injury yeah. and like I'm gonna do this despite of what's happened to me. She's now and my wife, Tekka, um, you know, they're they're what's motivating me now. I want to get them as healthy and as well that they can be so we can really enjoy life. Enjoy life. Yeah, it's been really, really tough on Tekka. I'll bet. Um, and then a couple of years ago as well, I was coming home from a, a Brave event, was a mile away from home. I had been gone a month. We had four shows, which were big, and I got rear-ended by a drunk teenager uh in my uber and he was going like 40 miles an hour so on top of that i've had to have two shoulder surgeries and a a wrist replacement from that accident from that accident from that accident so just to add but you know what um like we had talked about everybody's got issues everybody's got things they're dealing with don't be stopped yeah just keep going do not stop and like we said, we have many friends that have passed away, yep. right? The time is now. Don't wait for tomorrow to tell somebody you love them. Don't wait for tomorrow to start your 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 goals and your planning for your business, yeah. right? Do it it's today. It's never too late. It's yeah. never too late. Get started because um, life is supposed to be enjoyed. 
if there's something that's on your heart, like uh, I'll tell you what, one of the best feedback that I get on my show, and it's happened now, I, about a half a dozen people have told me this so far, and there may be more that I don't know about, I'm right. sure, that they, because of my show, they're inspired to do their own podcast, to do something that they've wanted to do, that this show inspired them to do it. Right. To, to, right. You know, just to go for it. Like, how did you, they're like, how did you do that? I'm like, just, it was on my heart and my mind and my church uh, kind of pulled this calling out of me and they gave me the, 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 I'll say balls to do it. Right. You know? Yeah. To finally make the move and, and it, now. It takes Suevos to do this. That's I mean, the bottom line. Any, anything you're doing on your own, right? Stepping out of your comfort zone. That's what Put, I love. I love being challenged. Uh, and putting yourself out there. Yeah. Have you, uh, quick question, I know you're into fitness uh, like I am. Do you do cold plunges? Oh, yeah. I know you do cryo- cryotherapy. Cryotherapy five saw, days a week, yeah. I'm sponsored by uh, cryotherapy right there in, um, right by the mall, right there in La Jolla. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, is and, it, is and, it, which one is it? It's not chilling out, is it? It's chilling out. Is it chilling yeah, out? Chilling out cryotherapy, yeah. That's the um, first company that, I, that introduced me, Brian... Um, you know Brian then. Yes, I do. Brian Dial. Bri- uh, Dyer. 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 Brian, Brian Dyer. Dyer. Yeah. Yes. Navy SEAL, black yeah, belt, yes, yeah, jiu-jitsu. Yes, yes. I first met Brian um, rolling with him and, and learning with him in jiu-jitsu with Jeff Glover. Um, but Brian has done, he put into Victory MMA now a chilling out cryotherapy, yep. cold plunge, all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, he's doing you, cold plunges too? Yeah, he has the cold plunge there ah. as well at Victory. So you do cryotherapy four times a week? Four or five days a week. Wow. Yeah, religiously. And how, lo- how long do you go in for? Five minutes. Yeah, that's that's what I would do. Yep. I go four, minimum four days a week and up to five. Morning, night? When I you- start in the morning. I start my day with it. Mm-hmm. Like I'll go right from my house, go right there. I've got the owner via text. She lets me in early. So, so like 7 a.m. or No, the, no, because she doesn't or? open till 9.30. No, oh, okay. She doesn't open till 10, so uh, I, she lets me in early, like before right. the crowd comes in, and, and then it's the coldest, too. Right, right. So the, I'm the first one of the day, it's the coldest. Awesome. Yeah, so I especially, uh, so I swear by it. And I do once or twice a month, I do the cold plunge. I do Wim Hof breathing at Breathe Degrees. Okay. Have you heard of this place? No. It's in Carlsbad, Tyler Forbes. Shout out to him. He's on my podcast, Tyler Forbes. He's one of the best podcasts I've ever done because he talks about health and wellness for two hours. He owns Wim Hof, a breathing place called Breathe Degrees in Carlsbad where you do an hour intensive breathing workshop, which is mm unbelievable carlos and you I i'm gonna have to try that i highly out recommend sure. this because yeah. you get your your body fully oxygenated and you take your body from acidic to alkaline in one hour it's the only way the body can become alkaline is through oxygen not hmm. through food not through water that's all a scam right um it's only oxygen that you can do that with and they do that and then you go into a cold plunge right after mm. and with a whole bunch of people it's about 40, 41 degrees uh-huh. cold plunge, and you do about three to five minutes in the cold plunge, and you go back and forth. It's absolutely incredible. And you do this twice a month? Once or twice a Once month. Or, yeah. I would do it more, but it's up in Carlsbad. It's harder for me to get to. It's pretty far away. Let me know. Maybe next month I'll yeah, uh, let's do it. hit it with you. Yeah, you everybody, everybody I brought with me to this, which is now, I don't, can't count how many people. Every time I go, I see half a dozen people in the room that are either directly or indirectly there because of my referral. Right. And I'm like, you're still coming? You're like, yeah, I, I haven't stopped coming. They awesome. love it. Awesome. Absolutely love it because it's just the most incredible because everything in our life is about breathing. Right. Nobody's breathing Every, properly. Right. Nobody. Right. We're all hyperventilating all day. You're not taking in enough oxygen. That's why That's why sports and running, you get that runner's high. It's not because of the physical. It's because of the oxygen you're taking in because mm-hmm. you're taking in so much oxygen, you're forced to breathe more. Right. And then you right. become healthier. 
So anyway, we could go all day on that. But going back, all right, let's go back to um, where you got your first thing into uh, MMA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you started. So give me <clears throat> go there, and we're going to go on this journey of you and the MMA. And I still want to know about all the surgeries and, and all that stuff. So give me the MMA journey. Uh, MMA journey started. Uh, I used to box as well as um, my dad was a, a Golden Glove boxer oh, out of was. Chicago. Yeah, so I grew up kind of uh, boxing there in, you that, go. in that realm. Um, also loved the ground. Didn't know about. <laughs> it. Didn't know about it, and and knew that most uh, fights wind up on the ground. Correct. Of course, so I knew jujitsu was a, a staple I had to include, and so doing jujitsu really opened up my life as well. Wow! Because you talk about challenges, <sighs> man. I Brutal. mean, and and being a big guy, I was kind of used to having. You know, from football, we have our way. You know, with yep. people. Mm-hmm. Jiu-Jitsu is so different, oh, right? Yeah. You could be 150 pounds, but um, you have great technique. You can submit the guy who's 250, no oh, problem. Yeah. No problem. So I was like, man, I want to keep doing this because I'd never been just had to tap every day, yeah. right? And I was like, man, this is this humbling. is great. Yeah, it's humbling. But it was like it was, I, I embraced it so much because I, I, I needed it. I needed some kind of outlet at my, you know, my stage in my career. So um, started uh, doing that with Eduardo Tellis uh, from 99 Jiu-Jitsu. Unbelievable. Uh, I recommend anybody to go down to 99 headquarters over there. Check out 99 Jiu-Jitsu. He's yep. the turtle. Uh, don't know if you've heard of the turtle guard where they give this back uh-huh. he's the originator of the turtle no kidding he's, yeah he's a turtle master so, so he, his thing is he's going to give you his back and unless you Purposely. get it perfectly he's going to submit you he's going to turn it into an advantage and submit you yeah unbelievable so yeah him um i started with master carlos valente who's another uh san diego legend a coral belt in jiu-jitsu he's my master from the beginning eduardo tellis uh, has worked with me religiously and then guys like jeff glover um don't know if you've heard of him oh yeah he, absolutely just, yeah just incredible phenom absolutely on the mat dean lister i gotta um, get these guys in here bro get them in they're they're you're inspiring in, me today to get these guys, guys. These, yeah. these unsung heroes yep because they're I mean, they're they're it, it's so so impressive. Jeff Glover submitted a three hundred and twenty five pound black belt at like uh, I think he was one forty five. Oh yeah, he's God. just he's he's like a monkey. He's it's literally like fighting a monkey. He's all all over you from every every angle. Um, but anyway, yeah, I got in you know with these guys, kept training. Um, you know the San Diego martial arts scene is so incredible here. Um, a tight with all the Brazilians who are coming from Brazil as well. Andre Galvo is out here. We talked about Eduardo Tellis. Um, just the list keeps going on of these great Brazilians. They love the San Diego weather and they yeah. love the, you know, love the beach. And it's a perfect transition for Beautiful. them over here. I think a few years ago, I, there was only, you know, a couple of jujitsu schools. Now there's over a hundred. Wow. Isn't that amazing? For yeah, there's the one right down the, over here. There's one literally right, uh, Altos. Uh-huh. Yes. Right over here. Yep. Kind of a famous one. Yes. Right? Yep. Yep. Uh, Johnny Faria was, was there. That's right. Uh, yeah, and those guys. So unbelievable community. I love all these guys uh, and gals in San Diego, but they're really, you know, the melting pot of the world you know they all a lot of them train here and a lot of as you know world-class yep. athletes oh, yeah. are yep. here i've sponsored a couple of them miles fury jury mm-hmm. i sponsored alima mcfarlane uh the uh, bellator yep champ i love alima yeah yeah she's, she's awesome i had um 
I had a podcast about 10 years ago before this yeah. whole brave, uh, incredible opportunity came. And I had Alima on the show. Did you really? Back in the day, yeah. Um, she, what a story she is. Wow. She's, she's amazing. Amazing. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, big props to Manolo Hernandez. Manolo. Big uh, Bill Crawford, Boogeyman, Richie Boogeyman. Martinez, yeah, yeah. Gio Martinez, Danny Bowl, all the guys at 10th Planet San Tenth Diego. Planet, yeah. They're just incredible. I mean, if you want to go as well, learn no gi, which a lot of guys want to do. Uh, 10th Planet is the top in the world right now. Wow. So, yeah. Go That's, check that out. Yeah. And Manolo, you know. You, I do. Manolo's He's been awesome. in the store before. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. Incredible guy. Yeah. Incredible. Great great friend. And um, they call him the Broadfather because he's got <laughs> he's, Alima McFarlane, Liz Carmouche. She had uh, Juliana Miller, who just won the Tough, the Ultimate Fighter show. Yes. Um, he just has so many great Liz, women. Liz was in here. Liz, Liz got a mattress from oh, me, too. She did. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And Liz is a former Marine as uh -huh. well. Yeah. Shout out to Liz out yes. there. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, a great, a great community out here. And with mixed martial arts, we're only getting bigger and only getting stronger. So, so many more opportunities than back in my day, back in your day. Yep. So. Okay. So, all right. Give me your, like, the trajectory now of when you started getting to, like, we're big time announcer. Like, when did that start happening? How was your, what was your first gig like? I remember uh, you said you, you said you volunteered. You didn't even want to get paid. Give right, me that. Right. I'm so a, volunteering, putting out the work, hired my own photographer, my own editor, um, you know, just everything on my dime. So started doing that and then went to Epic Fighting with Jason Stewart. Did that with him Had uh, Epic TV that I started up and promoting, you know, Epic and all that it does. Epic's coming up. They've got a show. Uh, I think it's May the 12th. And I'd like you to be a guest if you if you and okay. your wife are open or a yeah. friend, um, because it's at the Four Point Sheridan. They get about two thousand people in there, nice. and it's just an incredible atmosphere. It's all amateur. I love that atmosphere. Yeah, it's all amateur. So these guys are giving everything, and they're the future of MMA. So you've got everybody supporting each other. You know, from ground one. Yeah. We're back back in our day we didn't have an amateur no. career for mma like that they were just thrown into the in with the wolves right exactly. in pros so it's really a great breeding ground harvey castellano is the uh matchmaker for epic he's doing an incredible job but uh yeah get out to epic on may 12th okay so re remind me about that because yeah. i've been i've been to a couple ufc fights mm -hmm. and i'm telling you right now i have never felt an energy like i felt inside of a a fighting arena it's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It it's, really is. It, it just there's just something about it when two men are going to go hand to hand combat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's nothing better. Nothing. And you can't BS about it. No. Right. You either it's, what's going to happen is going to happen. So all your training, all of your supposed street fights or whatever these guys have, right, um, is going to be shown man on man, and let's let's see who wins yes all right so that, that easy so when when did you have your big like let's call it a big break big break was i had on my show um with my wife tekka who's uh my co-host how long have you been together with your wife by the way how long have you been married or how long have you known each other 13 years 13 years okay. yeah, yeah yeah so uh been with her and uh we actually had manolo hernandez on the show yeah. as well as alex soto who's a bellator uh, a former UFC fighter. He was the vice president at the time. 
we had him on my podcast and I went to the bathroom and uh, Tekka said, hey, who's your guy's ring announcer? Who's your cage announcer? And they said, oh, we've got somebody, but you know, we're not really sure. And she's like, let me check out my husband, you know, and showed a tape to Muhammad Shaheed and got the big break. Next thing I know, I'm in the kingdom of Bahrain. They've got, you know. And this is like, what, 12, 13 years ago? Uh, this actually was about six and a half. Wow. Seven years ago only. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So um, had never worked on that grand level with product, TV production. It's a whole different, you know, I've got now an ear set, uh, piece in. It's like, you know, huge crowds. Um, we just came from Serbia where there was about 18,000 fans, sold out arena. I mean, these countries are so hungry. Uh, and so appreciative that we're showcasing their nation yeah. to the world. And that's really what we're doing. So um, that's really, really exciting. That's when I knew, you know, hey, I've got to give this my all and make an impact here. Uh, and I did. So knock and, on wood, it's been a, an amazing run. And it was your wife that said, hey. Yeah. She said it. Check them they, out. And Thank so, God. Right, yeah. And then give me the um, like, what what has this done for you as far as fulfillment goes? Because I love the way that you're looking at this whole career of yeah. yours. Yeah. Is that you're just you're so um, loyal to these guys. Like, it's not even about the money. Right. I'm, I'm picking up on this. Right. That it's not about the money. It's the impact that you're making. It once, right? No, it's yeah. about the impact that you're making. Yeah. On this on this organization that has given so much back to their fighters. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how, how, what kind of level of fulfillment, other than nothing can compare to your daughter and your, your son and your wife, right. but uh, uh, what, talk to me about that, the, the, what's happened here because of you're doing something that you love. Right. Uh, just prime example of following your passion and see what can happen. I mean, I really, as far as fulfillment, I, I'm so overjoyed that I'm in this position now in life. And I never thought at 57, I would be, you know, right here at this stage. I knew it'd, it'd be something in, in entertainment and mixed martial arts, but to put it all together for me, the fulfillment is huge. Mm. I mean, it's just, um, insurance is great, but it doesn't fulfill me. Right. Right. This is incredible. And it's changing people's lives and they're having an incredible experience. And that fulfills me. And so um, during this journey now, you said, you, how many countries have you been in? You've been in 28. You've been countries. in 28 different countries. Announcing. Announcing. Yeah. Now, right. uh, real quick, yeah. how, did the, how did Angela find you? Angela and I have been friends for, I think, 22 years or 23 years. Just her as being a uh, you know, big part of San Diego. Yeah. And I was uh, you know, part of the San Diego scene as well. And I would see her out and we became friends right away. Her you know, uh, charity, it's all about the kids, just yeah. touches my heart. Right. I mean, they feed so many kids monthly oh yes yeah. weekly hundreds, monthly yeah hundreds of thousands. thousands of meals right <laughs> yes tons it's crazy so um not only is she a great friend and great person but she's doing something so good for the community so we, always wanted to be aligned with her we probably crossed paths because i've we've been aligned with her for 18 years at least i was even on the board of directors of the charity so we yeah. probably crossed paths a long I, time ago and just don't even realize it. I, I was going to events like uh, the Playboy Mansion yes. had that event. We, Rachel what, and I, 20 my, years ago? my wife and I were at that. I was at that event too. Yeah. Yes. So I'm sure we've 
had a drink or oh said hi God. or right. something through the years. <laughs> or, right? or something. Who, who, who knows, knows what else? <laughs> you never know with From us. From prior life, yeah. Exactly. Yes, so, we were at that one of the Playboy Mansion part, one of the last ones that yeah, she held. me too. Yeah, that was it. That was it. And it was, oh, uh, my gosh. You got to yeah, be kidding I'll me. I'll find some pictures somewhere. But, um, yeah, it's... <laughs> You know, like all we talk about is fulfillment, relationships, love, bettering ourselves. None of that has to do with money, no, right? Right. It, it, right. So money comes and goes. It comes and goes. You can never define yourself by it, and it really. Um, if you're if you have problems before you get into money, it's going to make it worse. But if you're a humble, you know, guy, rational guy, uh, it, it will give you some advantages in life. So on that note, right there, mm -hmm. I this is the one thing I preached about money since for twenty years. Money will only make you more of who you are. You just said it. You yep. spelled it out. You yep. defined that. Like if you are a jerk and an ass without right. money, you're going to be a bigger one with money. And right. if you're a kind, generous giving person you're going to be even more so i will say this though success and money gives you a platform yep. to bless others right so we're not saying don't strive for lots of money because you should be because that's going to give you the platform to bless others right you can't help as many this is just a fact right unless you've got some money and your your stuff is taken care of you can't bless as many people a drowning man is no an anchor is no help to a drowning man i call it like right. you can't throw a guy an anchor and help him right because uh, you're drowning yourself right Right. So on that note, um, all right, so let's get into the last several years here. You've talked about a surgery. You've talked about, um, uh, now can, can you talk about like uh, your wife here? Like what, I had no idea because that night she looked phenomenal. Yeah. She looked like a million bucks. Yeah. I don't know if you want to go there at all, but sure. I'm kind of curious about it. Like yeah. what, what happened? What is she? She's, um, so a little background on her. Yeah, yeah. She was on um, CSI, uh, CSI Miami as a cop mm. for like four years. Wow. She's a Maxim model. Uh, she was a Miss, former Miss World um, contestant. They held, had that in Libya. Uh, Gaddafi fell in love with her. Um, <laughs> Omar Gaddafi? Omar Gaddafi fell in love with her, made her a diplomat, a peace ambassador for the United States to Libya, which is crazy. They didn't have social media back then. This would be all over, you know, social media now. Yes. She's done some incredible, incredible things and manages me as well in my career. So not what's only- What's her ethnic background? Uh, she's Jamaican and Russian. Wow. So in, in six feet tall- and Super uh, tall. yeah, just, just unbelievable. I first saw her and I was like, yeah, I thought she was in LA and I was like, I'd love to come to LA and take you out. And she said, I live here in San Diego. I was like, hello, hello. <laughs> Let's hit that up for this week then. So yeah, we hit it off and, um, boom. The, you Where'd know, you meet her at an event? Where'd you meet her? The rest is his. There was, um, I met her at a concert, um, B-52's concert. Yeah, that and she's friends with Fred Schneider at B fifty two somehow. So um, I just noticed her, and a high school buddy uh, was there, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll uh, you know I'll I'll give you an intro or something." And he, he gave the intro, and we were we were done. So you so, pursued heavily, pursued heavily, heavily, heavily. <laughs> and man, the right woman in your corner oh. can really really save your life. Literally, oh, like, literally, yeah, yeah. So she was my nurse the whole time now the last few years i've been her nurse so it's been unbelievably challenging um we went uh we've been in man probably 30 times we've had to go in the last year to the emergency room mm. at the hospital uh numerous times in the ambulance 
um, many, many days in the hospital, different hospitals trying to figure out what's wrong with her. She's got a lot of things going on in her stomach, her intestines. Um, it's just a real bad situation. And they can't figure out what it is? They know what it is and they have to go in there to operate in order to take care of it. Yeah. But she has to be strong enough to get, go into surgery. So they're trying to do everything they can to make sure that she's strong enough because the surgery may be, you know, saying five to eight hours. It's very, yeah. very complex. So with that, I mean, there are bouts of five to seven days in a row where she's throwing up, can't even have an ice chip and just screaming in pain. Um, and it's tough, you and it's know, not, it's not cancer, not cancer, knock on wood. Wow. Yeah, but, exactly. it, but it's tough. You know, we have a blind daughter, so she's hearing mommy throwing up and screaming and you know, it's tough on London. It, it's just been a challenge for everybody. Uh, but we love, uh, mommy so much, man. Nothing's going to stop her getting her better. I'm doing everything in my power to make sure she has the best medical uh, advice and uh, you know whatever we can do it's all all for her yeah so and look, talking about what an inspiration she's been like I'm, I'm gonna assume that she's just tough as nails yeah yeah toughest woman that I've I've ever met in my life my mom held that title uh, during her life and, yeah. and uh, tech has got that uh, now it's unbelievable I told her like men would have stopped crumbled would have would have quit so I have as well a nurse coming in like three sometimes four or five days a week as well to the house and giving her ivs because she loses so much uh throwing up yeah so um you know it's it's just been overwhelming but you know what we're gonna make it through oh and, yeah and then and, absolutely and she's my soulmate and my partner and uh, we're gonna enjoy life again it's tough for me because she hasn't been able to really like we had talked about before enjoy life yeah um, with this kind of health, uh, you know, uh, challenges that we have, but you saying that your church was going to pay, uh, pray for her yeah. is huge. Yeah. I mean, things like that are, oh, yeah. uh, um, we have a great nanny named Lulu who's had her church pray for Tekka oh, too. Great. And she's really been, uh, incredible for us too. So shout out to Lulu out there. Wow. Dear yeah. Lulu. Yeah. Oh, we love story. auntie Lulu. Auntie Lulu. What churches yeah. you go to? Do you know? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll curious. find out. In Escondido, though. Huh. Somewhere out, out okay. there. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, man, the power, you know, what we talk about when you're living your life for yourself, you'll only go so far. Right. But when you're living your life for others, you truly have no limit on how far you can go. That's right. And it's, it's, it's called a legacy. Right. Like, and if you're not, if you're not driven by... Again, don't be driven by money because it comes and goes. Right. You have to be driven by something bigger. The why, we call it. Right. You, for you, you talked about your daughter, um, your wife, your son, um, but also making sure we make a mark while we're here. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, we all have the same purpose. I talk about this a lot because everybody's, right. everybody's always struggling. Like, oh, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know why I'm here. Well, you have the same purpose as me and yeah. all of us is right. to be the best version of yourself, number one. Right. Work on yourself, eat right, stay healthy, be the best version of yourself, and then do good with your what you are and right. who you are. Find your gift, right? We all have a gift. Yep. Um, cultivate it, maximize it, and then do good with it and give it away. Yeah. You know, I've always said That's that the, great. that our job in life is to figure out what our gift is. Our purpose is to give it away. 
right? Love it. Love it. So keep going with this whole, give me, give me the career of, cause I want to get some stories from now mm. from other countries, like what you've yeah. gone through. Right. Give me some, some stories that like when you're in Bahrain or something, hit me with a c- crazy story that you're out at a, you know, with these guys or. Yeah. It's, um, you know, whenever we go into a different country, it's always a phenomenal and, and countries are, are, are different as well as their fans are different. Like I remember we were, when we were in Morocco, I couldn't even hear the microphone because they were so loud and they had their, their flags in there and screaming, just incredible Moroccan fans. Same with India. Like I can't go to the bathroom in India during a show. I just get mobbed by the entire crowd. Then in India, they really aren't as educated about MMA as we are out here, but yeah. they're, they're learning. And we've been out to India, I think five times and you know, being so huge. Um, you know, India is a place we're, we're trying to tap into the markets that aren't tapped into, uh, so they have prosperity, they have wealth and they have a great economic future. Right. And we're talking nothing about the fighter themselves, right? We're talking about that fighter is the gateway to representing the nation, right? To getting everybody to do better in life. Exactly. Because every, every area you go to brings some prosperity prosperity to the city yeah a hundred percent and their olympic committee wants to get in board their their you know uh political uh, ambassadors want to get in board everybody wants to be a part of this and again we like to cultivate that relationship and and come back where other organizations they do a one and done you know and same with their fighters they you know we like to, once you're in the Brave family, we like to always take care of you, no matter what. So, you know, no one brands their fighters better than Brave. I truly believe that. If you open up Brave Combat Federation on the internet, yeah. you're just going to see how much, and it's all about every other fighter, their story, where they came from, their their fans, you know, their tragedies, their hardships, all of that stuff. So, um, really... And, and when we go to Bahrain, like it is f- f- unbelievable the shows that they have there. Yeah. Because, you know, everything is just top notch. Oh, yeah. You know, from the equipment to the stands. They spare every, no expense. No expense. Um, did you ever watch any of the old Prides? Oh, yeah. Do you remember mm-hmm. the Pride screaming lady uh, introducing the fighters? I think I Lenny do. Hart? Yes. Yeah, they've flown her in. Lenny Hart, the great Lenny Hart, who's also a buddy of mine, shout out to Lenny, and a true pioneer. So we'll like, she'll introduce the fighter coming in down the ramp, and then I'll introduce the fighter in the cage. No way. So they have us both doing it together, which is pretty cool. To this day? Yeah, we, we did, uh, I'll get you, yeah, we, the last one we did together was like two years ago. <laughs> so hopefully we do it again. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just incredible incredible time I, I love this i absolutely love it all right so talk to me about let's we'll land the plane soon here carlos but give me some like a turning point that you can remember i know um you had said when your wife said hey try this out but anything any other events in your life that you can remember um that you can because i want to inspire the guests here because you've got an incredible journey yeah. now and now you know what actually let me talk about this um other surgeries what besides the widow maker mm. were there any like give me the widow maker what happened here man uh um, because I waited, I thought I was having an asthma attack. So foolishly, I 
did not tell my wife and just kind of stuck it out. What did you uh, feel? You just felt heavy? I short of breath. I couldn't catch my breath. Mm. So, and it was like seven in the morning. So I jump in the shower. I'm like, maybe a cold shower will do me good. Jumped in the pool. You know, that always does, does me right. I just couldn't catch my breath. I waited like two and a half hours. Had, didn't realize I was having the heart attack then. And um, the doctor said that I have, because of that, 25% of my heart is unusable. So I have mm. 75% of my heart I'm working with. Um, and somehow it found uh, another breathing uh, mechanism or availability for me because everything was closed off to my heart. Had to have two stints put in. They wanted to put in another one uh, or two, because of, but they just had to do what they had to do to keep me alive. Um, and this is only a few years ago? Yeah, yeah. That was just like three three years ago, maybe three and a half and years ago. And you were ago. at home when this happened? I was at home, yeah. And then I went from there to Abu Dhabi, and then after that uh, brought Mike Tyson to India for the first time that Mike Tyson's ever been in India, um, worked that arrangement out, and we had Mike Tyson doing a K-1, Kumaiti One League in India, and that was crazy. Mike is uh, Mike is Mike, but Mike is Mike. Mike is Mike, but he is so well known. Our flights came in at like three in the morning and uh, went to the airport to greet him. And man, you would have thought India all knew that he was coming in. They were waiting at the airport in just thousands and thousands of them. Incredible. So, uh, yeah, you know, and in, in, in meeting guys like Habib Namragamadoff, Conor McGregor, um, you know, great friends with his coach, uh, John Kavanaugh. I mean, these are the kind of people I'm meeting, you know, and it just I learned that the the more successful that someone is and the more number one, the more humble they are. Yeah. And the more um, just polite they are. You know, if people think of fighters as, uh, you know, meatheads or, yeah. you know, uh, mongrels or whatever that that hopefully that reputation has come and gone a long way because the life of a true mixed martial artist is so serene and calm in their heads, you know, and they're it's all about a sport. So Brave always likes to keep things you know, not going after people's families, their religion, their countries. Try try to keep things always professional and civil. Yeah, so keep keep let's finish with that then because I, yeah. I, I really am liking because I always kind of feel like each interview out to see there's so many messages that you've given out here today, Carlos, that are just incredible. But Thanks. but one of which I've never it's never been on the show before is actually letting people know um the the importance of this this uh, fight game, the importance of this sport, like to humanity. Yeah. Like uh, if you could, if you could like, like you just said, these, these fighters, like talk to me about the whole, the whole fight game in general and why it's so like, we need to give it little, more attention and more respect. Do you yeah. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, the places that we go are really surreal. I mean, they, we, we're traveling to India, South Africa, Pakistan I've been to where they have to have armed guards uh, go into the van with us, four armed guards with machine guns to take to the, ho uh, the hotel, back from the hotel. I mean, we go in some very uh, challenging, shall we say, places. Yeah. And being a truly global mixed martial arts federation which we are we have to give equal amount of opportunity to every country so and some people don't like that but that's just the mm. way for world peace that we have to roll so we're doing that and going into these countries and man 
you know, initially it's uh, it, it was a little a little bit of a challenge, a little nerve wracking. Yeah. But you know what? Um, you just go with it, and I've had a, such an incredible time. Kirk Janess, uh, he's another. He's a commentator. He's the OG of mixed martial arts. He's the one who's kept every stat from every fight of mixedmartialarts.com since its inception so um he's the og phil campbell is from ireland these guys have won broadcaster of the year awards as well from fightbook mma so the three of us together is just an incredible combo and we're, we're just having a blast doing it wow and we see these guys from Pakistan, right, who had nothing from South Africa, who were living like in a cardboard box. They start training, they start winning. Pretty soon they get able to get their mama home. They have a car. It truly changing their lives. It's and huge. Through, through, it, unbelievable. And th- this is through a sport. And I always say, I don't care to how a country dislikes another country. But when two guys go in and they throw down and they, after the fight, they hug it out and there is nothing but respect and love. And that's what we're doing across the world. So going into uncharted land, yeah, going into and finding these heroes, we do it every day. We have one of the most advanced scouting systems in the world to find these fighters from everywhere. And, you know, I'm headed to slovenia here um in about a week so you know just the bus keeps rolling wow keeps rolling and rolling yeah so um they have malta planned for later in the year there was talks of uh israel um you know back to brazil they're just going all over all incredible yeah incredible all right so carlos Here's where we're going to finish this. You yeah. ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I want you to... Carlos, are you ready? I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I'm going to go back to this Widowmaker. And the reason I'm yes. doing this is because you shocked me when you told me this. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. But like want, 11% survival This is what I'm, Widowmaker. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about right now is let's finish with this. I want you to share right now what did that experience, quote unquote, um, do to your mentality of life? to share with people that you know are walking around that majority of us take life for granted right the majority of think we're going to live forever we don't even think about it we're stressed out we're not enjoying the moment right we're not enjoying the journey we're not being fulfilled that widow maker and i already knew you had an incredible attitude prior to that yeah but what did that do to you like give me the the mentality of what it did for you at that point at that moment that the widow maker for me um just put everything together that showed me that now I have to be even more of a man that I needed to be even a better father figure because like we said our time is limited it's not when or if we die it's when we die so I wanted to just everything kind of came full circle for me because I was humbled I didn't think anything would ever happen to me I'd been hurt before and what not no problem but this was something that really woke me up and I've devoted my life now to trying every avenue, as we talked about, to get my wife healthy and my daughter to see. Those are my two goals in life. Everything else will will fall. Um, but as a Marine veteran, as a you know loving husband, as a guy who cares about this community in San Diego, and man, shout out to San Diego again, JD. We, oh, yeah. we, we, we love you guys so much. I mean, this is the best city in the world, and uh, I, I can't be more appreciative that we're here today 
because of San Diego, because of Angela Brannon, yep. because of charity. Yes. I mean, that's that's really what it's all about, right? You just really said it. That's yeah. why we're here. We're I would have both never supporting. Yeah. I would have never probably either met you. Right. And even if I had met you because you did that intro that knocked my freaking socks off and broke the mic and broke the mic. <laughs> oh, you broke my f- mic here in the sh- in the in the studio <sighs> that charity us giving back to a cause is yeah. why we're even in this room right now. Right. Right. How beautiful is that? That's amazing. That's life coming around full circle. That's full circle. As we talked about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm really appreciative meeting you as well. And because I see the things you're doing in the community and I love it. I absolutely love it. So thank you, man. Big props to you. And get on out here. Give, give, get on out to here to real deal sleep. Yes. Change your life. Change your life. Change your sleep and change your life. Man, isn't that true? Oh my gosh, Carlos, this has been absolutely incredible, man. I've um, loved it, brother. I, I, I absolutely loved it. I absolutely, it's been an honor. I'm, I'm looking, the, I'm really looking forward to connecting further with you. Yes. Um, you're an incredible man. Um, I'm glad God wasn't done with you. Thank you. Um, a few years ago with the widow maker. Um, I'm glad cause he's got a plan. He ain't done with you. Yep. The, the world is a better place because you're here, Carlos. Thank you. Brother. Without question. So ladies and gentlemen, real deal talk, Carlos, the roaring lion Kramer, follow him on Instagram. Once this is posted, we'll put all his contact channels up, all his Instagrams, uh, social media stuff, follow him, give him a shout out, let him know you love the interview let him know dm him whatever ladies and gentlemen carlos the roaring lion kramer that's a wrap real deal talk uh, uh, thank you uh, thank you brother thank incredible you incredible time come on let's go yes